Welcome to Aspie Chats from Geek Alabama. In this podcast, join Nathan Young as he discusses his feelings, thoughts, and outcomes dealing with life on the autism spectrum. Now, from his home, here's Nathan Young. Hello, everyone. So this is going to be a special edition of my podcast, Aspie Chats, and I wanted to talk about something that happened in the recent week, and it kind of reflects back to my entire, almost my entire life up to this point. So over the week, a person I know passed away from cancer, and before I get going, I just want to say this, it sucks to see anybody pass away from cancer, no matter what their beliefs or thoughts or what what they did to you. Cancer is a terrible disease, and I hope we find a cure for it. But this person that helped raise me as a child, as a kid, I've always despised. I've always hated. Because of all the abuse and neglect that she caused me. Now, I'm not going to name her. I don't think that's right. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna call her evil stepmother, cause that that's basically what I was an evil stepmother. So the evil stepmother, after my mom and dad divorced, and when they divorced, they brought me and my brother into the courtroom, and they took one of us at a time back to the judge's chamber, and the judge asked us which parent you want to live with, and I I, I put my foot down and said my mother. Because I knew my father would not be a good parent. And the judge denied me. I got to deliver my father with visitation with my mother. And that devastated me when he came out with that ruling. Because I, I knew I would probably... And this was about eight or nine years old when this happened. I knew... I think it was a little longer than that. But I, I, I knew that this was going to be a bad move for my life, and I was right back then. Now, after my mom and dad divorced, my father dated other women, and they were nice women, nice people, because we got to go visit them. Uh, and one of the ladies my father dated had daughters, and we played board games. It was high school age. There were high school age daughters, and we played board games. We had a fun time, but somehow my father connected with a woman that had three boys with her. And eventually, they moved in with us. So it was five boys, a stepmom, and a father. Yeah. Now, back then, I didn't know I was disabled or I was autistic. So, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I knew it was different. But I didn't know what was truly wrong with me. And the other three boys decided to definitely gain up and harm me. Essentially, at first it was just simple nitpicking, you know, stuff boys do. But as the time went on, it got worse and worse. Where they were literally kicking me, literally punching me. It got so bad that even they even t- tried to t- they tied me up to a chair. And when they did that, they tied me up to a chair. Literally, I was wishing I could run out the front door and have a neighbor or police officer see what was happening. And then finally, they would step in and put a stop to all this crap. But that never happened. And the worst, I think one of the worst parts was when we were on, when we had a vacation in Michigan at a resort town. They all tried to jump on top of me and try to drown me in Lake Michigan. So four against one, who's going to win? 
I mean, you, you know, man, it's, it, how does one boy finally get four other heavy boys? And, you know, I almost drowned in Lake Michigan. That, yeah, that seriously almost happened. And when we drive in the minivan anywhere, they may be sitting in the middle seat in the back and make me put my legs together. I couldn't spread my legs out. They, they, and it, was not, it wasn't just physical taunting. It was verbal taunting, too. All, all the bad names, all the cuss words. It was a nightmare situation living in this household. And it, just, it kept getting worse and worse. More kicking, more punching, more verbal and physical abuse. One time, them and their friends tried to chase me down the street to beat me up. I had to run for my life. And, I, and to eventually, you know, and, and I got away from that. And it wasn't just at home that was happening. This was all happening at school, too. Because they would tell their friends to pick on me. And pick on me, they did. They bullied. So many kids bullied me when I was in school. And it's not just when I was living at home. From kindergarten to the time I graduated high school, I was bullied so many times. Because of the way I looked, the way I acted, and so on and so on. I, it got so bad that... I, I was almost beaten down quite a few times. And it's sad to talk about stuff like this. So, you know, when there's four boys against one, who's going to win every time? The four boys. You, you can you know, There's only so much you can do by yourself. The, the, the one time I could escape from that household, to get away from the neglect, and I would spend hours away, is either by riding a bike... Or walking the dog we had, who name was Minnie? Minnie the dog. She was that sweet dog. That 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 kept my sanity in check by having a pet. We had the dog and cat, but we had a pet, and that kept my sanity in check while all this crap was happening. So all the abuse happening against me, I, I would scream because when they hitting you, punching you, what do you think they're going you're going to do? And guess who got in trouble? Me for screaming, not them. They would get a slap on the wrist every time, and I would get sent to my bedroom, and I would get spend I would spend days to weeks in my bedroom alone. You know, for example, when I, they almost drowned me in Lake Michigan, I got to spend the whole rest of vacation in a bedroom by myself, secluded, no no fun, no nothing. And when they had a pizza party one night, they had me a PB and J sandwich and a Paxil Paxil pill. A depression bill, yeah. Yeah. So I get to spend weeks in my bedroom. And I was a bedwetter back then. And they wouldn't let me wash the bed sheet, So it smelled like urine left and right. You know, I get to spend tons of time. They would spike my food with Tabasco and stuff when we had dinner. And, and my and my stepmother said, eat it or sit in the dining room table all night. Yeah. It, and this is the fun part. When they, when the whole family went out to go do something, like go see a movie, go do something fun, go to the grocery store, they all go except me. I got to sit in the dining room table with a video camera trained on me, watching my every move while they were gone. And they would get when they came back, she would watch the video footage and she would grill me for just eat, for me just eating back a pack of crackers or having a drink of water. My evil stepmother never cared about me. She she neglected me. In my honest opinion, if this is what really happened, one summer we got to spend the whole summer, me and my brother and my mom, 
It was the most relaxing, calming experience I've ever had. And I was draining the day I would have to go back to my father. Because I knew how all the awful neglect, abuse I was going walking back into. And while I was living with them, I, I tried to stop it. I, tr I told teachers, I told police officers what was happening. They would talk to my father, he would lie, and nothing would happen. So when I got back, I bawled my eyes out. And I knew I wanted to go back to my mother. And somehow, my father got convinced to let me go back to my mom. Which is one of the best things in my life. Because I I'll be brutally honest... If I wasn't allowed to go back to my mother and had to say my father, I'd probably commit suicide. I, I probably would have. Because I'll tell you a couple other other awful things that happened while I was living with my evil stepmother. One time we were living in Colorado and the abuse was nonstop. I, I, I ran away from home. I was like age 10, 11. I don't know one, how young I was, but I ran away. Because I... I couldn't stand being in, in a horrible, unsupportive environment as that house. I was being starved. I was being abused, and neglected verbally and physically. And, you know, I don't know. Should I come back to my home after a day being ran away? I don't know. I should have done that or not. I, I, I really, because it got worse. Because they put a bedroom al alarm on my bedroom door. That would screech if I just opened it. So I don't know if I was I should I should come back or should just stay right away. To be brutally honest. And in Colorado, I got sent to this special little school that had padded quiet rooms and staff that just didn't give a crap about the kids being there. And I, I of course, back then I didn't know I was autistic. I didn't know I was disabled. I didn't know what was going on. Even though I was tested numerous times throughout my time in school, I, I I didn't know I was there. And then we moved to Michigan, and I'll, I'll tell you the next thing I tried to do to try to get out of that environment, because nobody would listen to me. I, I tried everything in my power to get out of this horrible environment. So I put a knife in my brother's backpack in school, before he went to school. Because in, in my thoughts... Going to juvenile detention would have been better than staying in that household. It's true. Y you know? Got some said to another special school. This one was a lot better than the one in Colorado. But I want... If I had to stay in that horrible environment, I would, I would have probably committed suicide. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be here right now. And after I left... Because I was kept up what was happening. The younger of the stepbrothers got into drugs, alcohol, had weapons. Yeah. This this household environment was horrible. And when I when my brother told me she had cancer. And then she passed away last week. I don't know what my thoughts were. Of course, there's the thoughts of... You know, cancer sucks. It's horrible she passed away from cancer. It's Cancer's a terrible disease. But on, on the other thought, you're, you're thinking, I'm glad she passed away because of all the boost and neglect she caused me. I, you know, I just... 
when you go through horrible environments like this growing up, and, and, and it's not just my evil stepmother, I'm going to talk about another rel former relative here in a second, you remember all this crap for the rest of your life. You're never going to forget it. You, you're you're going to always reflect back. People don't forget all this terrible abuse and neglect that they they had as kids. They're not going to forget that. They're going to keep remembering this for the rest of your life. So, it's terrible she passed away from cancer. But on the other hand, I'm, maybe it's payback from all the abuse and neglect she caused me. I don't know. I really don't know. And after I moved back to my mom, after my father, who, my father hasn't talked to me in 20 years. He's alive. He has a Facebook profile. He posts a lot of right-wing crap on his Facebook. We haven't talked in 20 years, over 20 years now. But he's alive. I know that. But after my father let me go back to live with my mom, my, my mom during that time was dating a boyfriend who was bad too who was a severe alcoholic I mean a severe alcoholic who didn't give a crap about me or the younger my mom's younger brother at all and there was an abuse and neglect going on between boyfriend and my mom and the form, that former boyfriend didn't give care about me either it was as bad as my, living with my evil stepmom but it, it, you could tell it got so bad one night, my, my mom's former boyfriend took a part of our car so my mom couldn't leave and drive away. And they, you could hear all the screaming and fighting. I had to take my younger brother to my mom's bedroom and put on, this was during Christmas, so I put on How the Grinch Stole Christmas just to distract my younger brother while everything was happening. And last year, my mom's former boyfriend passed away. So their relatives contacted me on Facebook Wanted to talk to my mom. And they didn't tell me why at first, but I found out. And when that happened, when he passed away, it's about the same about the same thoughts as my evil stepmother passing away. Yeah, it sucks somebody passes away. But on the other hand, all, with all the crap and all the abuse and neglect he caused you, is it a good thing he passed away? You're not going to miss him at all? It's just something to think about. So when I tell people I've had one of the worst childhoods of anybody growing up, I mean it. <laughs> I truly mean it. I've spent some of my childhood homeless. I'm neglected physically and verbally. Harmed. Child abuse. I mean, I did not have a happy childhood at all. And this kept going until the time I graduated high school. I, I was bullied constantly from for from every school I went to from the time I started kindergarten until I graduated high school. I had no friends while in school, and my my best friends were teachers, some teachers, literally. You know, and I didn't know I found I I finally found out I was on the autistic spectrum and disabled after I graduated high school. But I was tested so many times throughout school. I, I, I think the staff at school knew I was autistic and disabled, but they never told me. And I think that was not a good move. So, you know, if you want proof that my childhood was rotten to the core, I mean really rotten to the core, here it is. Thank you for listening, and y'all have a 
great day. Thank you for listening and watching. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Aspie Chats. For more stories, videos, coverage, and podcasts, log on to geekalabama.com.